episode 105. Our episode today is an interview with Malika Mahotra, who is a branding and photography expert. She works with um, largely female entrepreneurs, but a lot of moms as well who are growing their own businesses and teaches them how branding and photography can help them stand out in their business so that they can dominate their space. Uh, This interview is packed full of information that she shares, not only from a photography standpoint and branding standpoint, but also just from a busy working mom and all of her insights into um, growth and success and things that can help us all. So I know you're going to love it. If you want to check out the show notes in detail, you can go to losethecape.com forward slash podcast forward slash 105. Enjoy this episode. Welcome back to another episode of the Lose the Cape podcast with Alexa Bigwarf and Aubrey Mathis. We interview busy modern moms and give their best tips, tools, strategies, and advice on how to survive the struggle of the daily juggle. Today, we are happy to have Malika Maholtra, uh, who owns the company Nikki Photo and Company. She is a fun-loving photographer and brand energizer who works with women entrepreneurs, inspiring them to express themselves, share their stories, and unleash their creativity through photography, branding, and live workshops. She combines her strategic business sense with her photography skills to help her fellow lady bosses stand out and own their own message with confidence, which is always good. Her mission is to empower her clients to become incomparable and unforgettable leaders in their industries. That's an amazing mission. Thank you so much for being with us today, Malika. Thank you so much for having me. You make, you make me morning. sound so good. Well, <laughs> you wrote it. I just read it. <laughs> it's so, so nice to hear it back. I think it should be like something that we all go through once in a while, you know? Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's funny that you say that. I was just interviewed on my first um, live radio interview last week, and it is. It's really kind of cool to hear somebody reading back your accomplishments to you and what you do. And it's like, oh my gosh, I'm kind of, I'm kind of amazing. Yeah. <laughs> no, if people who don't know, Alexa is a badass. I mean, <laughs> for sure, for sure. Oh, you're too I'm much. Like, you're too much. <laughs> no, for real. They need to go listen to that because I was. I'm like, what doesn't she do? What What do you mean lose the cape? She's got the cape on. <laughs> Like no, 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 no. I can only do it because I refuse to wear the cape. There is glory, <laughs> there there is glory and imperfection, people. Glory and but imperfection. Yes. <laughs> yes. So, um, well, tell us a little bit about your journey and how photography became such an important part of your life and then your business. Sure. So I've actually been in business for nine years now, which seems like such a long time. <laughs> um, it's crazy when I think about it. I just celebrated my nine-year anniversary. And I started um, when I was living in California and I had two young sons and I'm originally from the New York area. So all of my family was on the other coast. And it really sort of broke my heart that none of my family and my relatives knew my children and I didn't want them to be like those weird cousins from the other coast. And so I used photography at the time to really tell their story. And as a young mom, you know, and not having any family or friends in the area, I would just carry my camera with me and take their pictures and sort of share who they were, what their personalities were like, how they laughed, things that they loved, and send those pictures to my family on the East Coast. And I think just being a young mom and sort of 
feeling lonely and disconnected, that whole creative process sparked something in me. And then the next thing I knew, I was taking pictures of the classmates and their school and the neighbors. And then this whole business started to unfold. Um, and it was like a lifeline for me, you know, and I think we all have that feeling as when we're young moms and busy with young children and you sort of lose that sense of self. And photography was just a way for me to find myself again through this creative venue where I could learn and invest time in sort of challenging myself to see light, to see people and connect with them. Um, and then the next thing I knew I had a business and, you know, nine years later, um, now my business is primarily focused on business and branding photography. So I have evolved along the way, you know, nine years later and living in different cities along the way, um, having to restart. It's funny, you know, where you end up at the end of the day. And, you know, now that I'm doing business and branding photography and really working with small business owners and women entrepreneurs, I'm sort of taking some of my previous pre-mom life experience. I used to work in advertising for a long time, doing, you know, advertising and marketing for um, big brands, beauty brands like L'Oreal and Oil of Olay. And so, you know, you're taking these different worlds and sort of merging them now. So I use the creativity and the strategic and the marketing um, experience that I have and really putting it all together to where I am now. Um, and now I have three children. I have three sons aged 14, 12, and seven. So, you know, trying to balance the business with the family is, you know, always a challenge, but I'm so grateful to have photography as the outlet because it's something that I can sort of manage on my own and how I, how I want it to unfold and, you know, taking to all these different places, like now I'm doing branding and um, business. And now I do some live workshops where I teach people how to use their cameras and their smartphones to take pictures, to create photo content. So I'm sort of doing a, a lot of different things, which is really fun. Yeah, I saw in the bio blurb that you were teaching iPhoneography. Yes. I was like, I love that because I initially was a photographer way back starting in 1998. I mean, I was like old school film <laughs> and I recently have shifted my business and um, I no longer do photography because I got to the point where there's not one single picture of my kids in my house because I was doing it so often for so many other people that I'm just like, I was too tired to do it of my kids. But now my phone on the other hand has a million and one pictures of my children. <laughs> yes. It's that, that's the beauty of having, you know, this technology. They say there's like the saying, the best camera you have is the one that's with you, which mm -hmm. is your smartphone at all times. And a lot of the women I work with, you know, you sometimes you can't hire a professional photographer for your stock photos or just for everyday photos. It's an expense. And so I love to teach them the tools to use your phone to include like that daily dialogue of imagery that you can then, you know, pair with the professional photos. Not every photo needs to be a professional photo. Mm -hmm. you know, we should be using our smartphones to document the day-to-day, -day, the behind the scenes, who we're hanging out with, what are we doing? Because that's real life and that feels authentic. Um, so I teach those tools, you know, how to use light, you know, how to create a flat lay, um, things that can be really unique to your brand. I know we have a lot of resources now where you can buy stock photography, which is amazing. But sometimes 
it might not feel like your brand or you might see someone else using it and you're like, Ooh, crap, someone else is using that same image. And then it kind of takes away from your launch or your product or service. Absolutely. You know, it's interesting because, um, selfies obviously are like a thing of the last decade or whatnot, but with a great, um, iPhone or even the Samsung, the Androids have phones have improved tremendously from the beginning, but I have a client who, uh, we're getting her book together and the picture that we are actually using for her cover is a selfie that she took on her iPhone. And it's a gorgeous picture. It's a gorgeous Amazing, picture. Right? And, and high enough quality that it's going to be the picture on her book cover yeah. <laughs> at least to start with. So, yeah. I mean, I think the phones are getting better and better in terms of the resolution and the quality of the photos mm -hmm. um, so that we are able to use it for printed materials like, you know, posters or books or whatnot. Um, and as long as you're educated about good lighting and, you know, how to, where to look in the camera and how to look natural and like yourself, I think you can use your cell phones to create a lot of content. You should be using yeah. your phones. Absolutely. As a photographer, does it drive you up the wall to see random photography pages and they know nothing about lighting? <laughs> and I'm like, why or do they just have their camera on automatic setting? <laughs> Yeah. No, I mean, everyone has their own way. <laughs> um, guilty right here. No, always on automatic. <laughs> yes, that's but okay. do you, are you marketing yourself as a photographer though? Oh, exactly. no, 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 no. No, and no. that's what I'm like, people who are mar like, you can't just buy a camera and call your, I mean, you can buy a camera and call yourself a photographer, but <laughs> don't charge people if you were just going to use your pop-up flash on automatic because it drives me crazy. <laughs> right. The flash thing, you can totally tell when it's like sort of an amateur or hobbyist. <laughs> you're like, you're never supposed to use flash, like natural light all the time. Um, and then adjust your settings so that you can find a good, well yeah. But, yeah. And see, that's, um, that's something that I know I struggle with because, well, there was a point in time where I thought I might uh, be a food blogger and I was, you know, cause I love to cook and, you know, just one of the many things, Aubrey, that I decided I was going to do <laughs> between the, you know, everything else, but I, um, I cook in the evening. So I'd be trying to take pictures of my stuff and it's like, Oh, how did, so, you know, I, I didn't really do so well at that. I mean, my pictures are okay, but yeah, I'm not going to be competing with the mega food bloggers anytime <laughs> soon. <laughs> but well, I think it's like the barriers to entry in a lot of our fields now are low. So that's why yeah. some of our markets are super saturated. Yeah. And that's what makes it difficult to stand out. Um, and, you know, that's one of the things with my clients for brand photography come to me so often is because, you know, how many coaches are there? How many yeah. photographers? How many copywriters? There's so many of us, which is wonderful in a way, because then there's a price point for everybody. Right. But then, you know, when, if you're seasoned or if you know the settings on your camera, you know, really well, and you shoot on manual and not on automatic, then it can sometimes feel a little icky, right? It, it's tough. Well, and as entrepreneurs, um, to second that, I know that it's really difficult for me, and I'm sure we see this in all of our different areas, but for me, it's difficult when I charge a certain price for something because of my expertise and what I can do, and there's competition out there that's literally charging like $10 to my $800, and it's like trying to convince people why they should why they should go with, you know, the higher end 
product and yeah, yeah, yeah. So that barrier to entry, it's, it's wonderful, but it's also a curse. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. But at the same time, as a beginning entrepreneur, as a, as a starting out, I was so thankful that there were people that were charging that low of a price because when I was just getting started and just needed some help in some things, but couldn't afford, you know, the real deal, at least it was better than what I would have done, even right. if it wasn't, you know, pro pro, but that's totally off the subject. I want to, um, before we get back into talking about, um, photography and, and branding and imagery and all that stuff, I'm really curious to find out what inspired you to, to um, have this mission of empowering your clients to become incomparable and unforgettable, blah, 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 unforgettable leaders in their industries? Because that's no tiny mission. Yes. Well, I think it's from my own experience. Being a photographer in a pool of thousands of photographers, um, how can I stand out? You know, and how can I charge what I feel like I'm worth based on the experience that I have? Um, so touching on what we've just been speaking about, you know, we all come to the table with credentials or awards or, you know, life experience, work experience, and a different way of doing what we do. You know, not every photographer is the same. Right. And so for a long time, I used to just think it was pricing that differentiated myself. Hmm. And it sort of, you know, you, it gets you down. It sort of, you know, doesn't help your confidence in your work because if people are just picking you on price and they're just going to wait for your promotions or your sales. Right. And it's when I started doing the real sort of work in terms of my own personal brand and the things that I'm really good at and what I want to stand for and what I'm passionate about and infusing my personality into my brand that's when I felt like I was able to sort of rise above the rest and attract the people who wanted to work with me. Mm -hmm. And once I started not being so afraid to share my story or to show myself sort of not always with the camera in front of my face, but like, actually, this is me. I'm a photographer. I'm a mom. You know, I'm a branding mentor. Like just people could see the face of the brand. That's when I really felt like I started to thrive in business because I was starting to share my story and it was starting to inspire other people to also then share their story and build a community. So it was kind of like this domino effect. And so going through that experience myself has taught me that that's what I need to do for my clients. Right. You know, they are tired of working so hard and then still feeling lost and invisible online or in their markets. Um, you know, they're frustrated that, you know, people can't see them for what they're worth and they're scared to sort of be bold enough to share their message um, because they don't know what part of the story they should be telling. And so now I do a lot of work with my clients, not just the photography and like picking the cute clothes and the locations, but the strategic part where we dig deep into their brand and I, you know, what's your why, you know, all the things we know, what are your values, but really looking at, you know, everything from what you're passionate about to what's your past experience. You know, I see it for myself. I used to work in advertising and marketing and I never talked about that before, but that's why I'm very strategic in my work now. Right. It's not just pretty pictures and, you know, lighting and creativity. It, it's grounded in real, um, you know, messaging and brand story and like foundational stuff. 
Um, and so I try to help my clients really kind of dig deep into their story so that we can figure out how they are different. Maybe it's hard to prove how you're better than everyone else, but it's much easier to prove how you're different because we all mm -hmm. have a different story. Mm -hmm. So when I talk about being incomparable and unforgettable, I really try to like pull that from their story. And the process is amazing when you start doing that. And then when you pair that with showing them the images that come out of that, the confidence level of the women that I work with, it's like through the roof because now there's this clear story of who they are, what they do, what their process is, and how they want you to feel when you work with them through images that's on their website or in a newsletter. Like now they have all these places that they can tell this complete visual story. And the confidence goes through the roof as well as the connection with their audience and their mm -hmm. tribe. And then all of a sudden, like it's their brand starts growing bigger and they get more clients. And it's not, of course, it's not only because of the images, but it's all tied in just that clarity and the confidence in your story. You know, that's, that's such an amazing point. And, it, and as you were speaking, it really made me think about my kind of journey um, as an entrepreneur and how um, I really felt like for a long time, I was connecting and attracting the wrong clients for me. And I, and I think you're so true. It's because they didn't know me and I didn't know me as a brand, you know, and, and now, now that I am putting more of me out there, more of my story, more of the people and focusing on the people that I want to work with, I'm finding that exactly the right people are finding me. And so, yeah, I, I completely agree that that story and that, um, and making yourself stand out and be different because I want to work with somebody who gets me and who wants to work with someone like me, not just any author coach and not just any publisher. So right. yeah. I, and, and I was just thinking, how much would you charge to come down to South Carolina and do a photo shoot? Three <laughs> because I, I need you. I would love to. I know. I would love to come. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Well, that's, that's a, that's a great story. And I, I, um, I actually full disclosure here interviewed Malika for, um, my first summit that I hosted last summer. And we talked about Instagram and how to use your Instagram um, effectively and photography for Instagram and all that kind of stuff. So I'm going to, um, I'm going to reopen that video and share that with our listeners because there was so much great information, but I'm almost certain you were the one who talked to me at the time about letting people behind the scenes and, yes. and, and how important it is to let people see what's really going on. And I've been using that advice to talk to my writers about their blogging and about their platform building because yeah, people might be interested in your book, but they're so interested in you as a person and so interested in you as a, as a story and what's happening and your process and all of that. Yes. Stuff. I think process is key. Yes. People love for you to pull yeah. that curtain and yes. show them what happens, you know, how does this all come about? Mm -hmm. um, it's like that voyeur complex, you know, we just want to see how you work. Like, what does your desk look like? And, you know, I don't want to see my desk. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be surprised though. I think, you know, a messy desk is just very telling of like how busy you are and sure. how you're working. And, you know, part of, you know, whenever I work with my brand clients, we go through a list of like the pictures that we want to capture for them. And part of that, I always say is like, 
you know, your desk. People want to see like what your planner looks like. What are the things that you're doing, your to-do list or a journal? You know, what are the things that you write in your journal in your own handwriting? There's something very personal about that that can really build connection with your audience. Um, and where are you going? Like the networking events, the conferences, the events, like take me with you, show me where you're going and yeah. take me with you. Um, people, that's where connection is made. And I think, you know, it, it also helps because it doesn't mean that your face has to be on every picture either. This right. way you have like a nice well-rounded library on Instagram or, you know, wherever, Facebook where you are showing different images of just the different parts and layers of your business. You know, it's interesting because especially as um, entrepreneurs who work from home, I know that my family and friends just are completely lost as to what it is that I actually do. <laughs> so I get really good response when I, when I post things about what I'm actually doing, like doing the interviews, doing the podcast stuff, laying out a book for someone. Then it's kind of like, oh, you really are doing something than just a little hobby and <laughs> something you do behind the scenes. So it, even, I mean, it's even a great way to connect with people who know you and love you and want to support you and have no idea how to. Right. So. <laughs> well, and I'm one of those nosy people because I'm totally looking behind Malika right now at her fuzzy white chair and I'm like, oh, I really, really like that. <laughs> well, this office has been nine years in the making, so... <laughs> Well, I was checking out all this stuff on your bookshelves because you've got yeah. all those like inspirational dream bigger and love. What's that one say? Love, love life. Love life. I mean, those are great. They just, they, they complete, they complete the picture of Malika and <laughs> what's wonderful. It's funny, this is like my um, prop closet. Basically. <laughs> so when I do do workshops, I have a workshop that's called um, Style Snap and Share where you know, I teach people how to use their phones to create content for social media. And I'll take all of these books and these you know, prints and artwork and touch keys or whatever, so that you use them to tell a story. You know, yeah. All these little pieces that have color or texture or sayings, you know, when you're sharing these ideas or inspiration with your audience, again, it's just another way to connect and to humanize your brand. Um, cause we can't always show the beautiful professional brand photo, you know, not always. We need them for our websites, of course. Um, but for, I think in social media, I think you need to sprinkle and have a good balance of the, the DIY stuff where you're using your phone as well as the professional stuff so that people, it makes you real, you know, you want to feel authentic and you want to not seem like you're like a fashion model in every single picture because right. you're using, you know, the 50 pictures from your brand photo shoot over and over <laughs> and over again. That's not real. Um, so it's nice to, I, I tell a lot of my students, you know, start collecting things, create your own prop closet. Um, you know, and you know, the, the dollar store is a great source target that those bins in the beginning oh, yeah. the entrance. It's just a great place to pick up stuff. Every conference you go to, they give you all those inspirational postcards. And I collect all of that stuff and just have it all yeah, in those little shelves behind me. Um, so that when I need to create content, I can do that. Awesome. I don't know if y'all follow Rachel Hollis and the chic side, but she does a really good job of making herself seem real, like through her Snapchats. I mean, she does the no makeup, five in the morning, she's writing a book, she's got her word count for the goal day, 
and she will show that word count. Like, look, I've written 3000 words today. See, I'm making it, but she does it in a real way. Um, I think she's branded herself very well in that way. And I think that's great because that gives you accountability. Yeah. You, know, you are declaring. That's also a great way to engage your audience and bring them on the journey with you as well as hold yourself accountable. <laughs> like, you know, if you're in a pattern now of doing that every day, she can't not do it anymore. Right. 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 Exactly. People are expecting it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So true. It's like um, we've interviewed Sasha Gray in the past on her Facebook growth and how she wound up with over 220,000 followers or gosh, she's probably way more than that now, but she was like, it, it, well, I started doing a consistent Facebook live every night. Now people expect it and they show up and they love it. And yeah, that's a lot of commitment though. I think for me, it's easier to snap some photos and <laughs> yeah, and post them on Instagram. I'm not even consistent at that. So <laughs> a good tip on that though. A good tip is to block off just maybe one or two hours and do a lot in that one setting mm -hmm. and then create like a little folder on your phone that then you can kind of always go back to. Cause you know, it doesn't mean you have to like every day be shooting, just maybe it's one hour a week. You get, you know, your poster boards out or anything that has color in terms of backdrops and just take a bunch of pictures. And then you have it there for when you're ready to edit and post. That's a really good idea. Cause I find myself always just like, oh gosh, it's been three days since I've posted anything. What can I take a picture of? <laughs> it's like, oh no. Yeah, that's a great idea. So Maliki, you have, oh, I'm sorry. No, that's okay, go ahead. You have three kids and yeah. a business. When do you find me time? And what is that? What does that look like? So in the last year, I have started a ritual where I wake up every day at sort of 5.30 a.m., which is early, but you get used to it after you've done it for a while. I wake up every day at 5.30, and I read for 30 minutes uninterrupted. So I'll, before I check email, before I look at my phone, I'll get my coffee. I sit at this table behind me, and I set a timer on my phone, and I'll just read uninterrupted. And that is like my favorite time of day, honestly, because there's no one awake, it's still dark outside, and I'm learning something new. If I'm reading a business book or like a nonfiction, or if I'm reading fiction, I feel like I'm escaping the world a little bit. And it's like filling my tank so that when my oldest son wakes up, because he's in high school, he wakes up the earliest, then I take care of him. And then my middle school son wakes up, take care of him, and then my second grader. So it's like, it just keeps going. But if I can get that half hour, I just feel so just grounded and refreshed and fulfilled in a way that like, I've, I've invested in me, so now I can invest in everybody else. Mm-hmm. That's a great idea. I've heard a lot of people say a lot of different things that they do when they get up, but reading, just uninterrupted reading, that's the first time I've heard that one. That speaks to me. I love to read. <laughs> yes, I love to read too. And I found that there was just never enough time to read or at the end of the day, I'd be like, you know, just falling asleep. And yeah. um, I have like an addiction to business books. So like if anyone says something, I'm like on Amazon Prime or business <laughs> Yeah. I mean, and that's why I have so many books behind me. And I just found I wasn't able to read them. But if you can read a half an hour every day, you can get through two books a month. Like it's doable. Yeah. And 
it just, I felt like I was learning so much more and being able to apply those lessons to my business or, you know, when I mentor other people, things I learned and just share what I know. Um, I also started doing this lady boss book club, like a live book club, because I was starting to read more and, you know, sharing this ritual that I was doing. And so I'm like, if I'm going to be reading, I want people to talk about these books. So who else out there wants like to meet and have a discussion and also again, accountability to get through some of these business books. Mm-hmm. Um, and so now we meet probably every six to eight weeks and it's great. It's just another, you know, way to connect live and face to face. I got kicked out of my book club. I- I didn't show up often enough. I mean, for like seven months straight, I was like, I can't make it. So they stopped inviting me, (laughs) which is really sad because those were enjoyable moments when I could attend them, but all the things, right? Um, So in balancing your life, your business, your children, um, everything, do you have any really good useful tools that you use to help you keep it all together? So it's tough. I mean... I'll always, you know, be straight up and real with anyone who asks. Like a lot of things fall through the cracks. I don't make dinner as much as I should. Mm-hmm. Now, crock pot is very helpful. You know, that helps a lot. Um, and I'm grateful I have someone who helps me. It's, you know, you know, a few days a week to keep my house clean and get the with three boys, the laundry's out of control. Right. Um, and so that allows me to do things like this, have podcasts or work or meet with clients. So having help is definitely, you know something that I feel thankful for every day. Um, I do everything old school with a planner. You know, I write everything down and I literally write everything down and block out time, you know, even for my reading in the morning, the 5.30 reading to, you know, I'm writing kind of a book right now and it's very hard to commit to writing that when you're still seeing clients and you have like the busy work of just running a business plus you know the three kids and all their stuff so I really um write out every Sunday blocks of time and put it in there non-negotiable blocks of time so that I can you know chip away at some of these bigger projects along with the you know editing time I have to do or photo shoots those are all everything is in the calendar Um, and it's sort of like my Bible. I really commit to whatever's in that calendar and, and that helps, but I mean, that's not for every personality type. I think that fits for me because I'm kind of like the type A, but, um, I also think, you know, surrounding yourself with women who are also in similar fields, like our moms and have businesses that has been so helpful. I'm in a lot of, um, live networking groups you know we all met online so i'm active in those but i think there is something really special about having that face-to-face with other people and they can hear you and you can see them um, and share your experiences on how hard it is to balance because it is it's really hard to balance you know you want to be the best mom you can be and then you want to have this business and it's not a hobby. You want it to be super successful. And sometimes even if you have success, which after nine years, I feel like I've had some form of success, but you want it to be bigger mm-hmm. and better and grow and scale and all those words that we hear. And, you know, it's hard. I, you know, I don't think I give my kids enough one-on-one attention. That's something that sometimes falls through the cracks because there's only one of me and there's three of them. Um, but I try to give myself grace and I try to you know, not be too hard on myself because I think 
we all, as mompreneurs, we model this behavior to our kids that, you know, if you're passionate about something and you're fulfilling it and, you know, moving towards those big dreams, that's a great lesson to show them, that excitement, that um, waking up at 5.30 in the morning to read, to learn, and, you know, to go to conferences and maybe have to leave your family for a little bit so that you can meet other people and, you know, learn new strategies and, it's good that it's not, I think, I don't want my kids to always think like everything's all about them. It's not like I have things I'm passionate about and I love too. And yes, it means maybe dinner is not always amazing or <laughs> that they don't get my full attention, but I'm hoping I'm modeling that I am passionate and a, a life learner and all of those things that I hope they can do as well. And, you know, I think it's wonderful because you're also modeling to those boys that a wife and mother is more than just a wife and a mother. Right. You know, then I think that's, that's really great. And I, I hope to see more of that as we raise our little men into big men, because I think that's part of the reason where a lot of us struggle right now is trying to um, break those barriers with a generation of of men who were raised to see homemakers and moms. And, you know, I don't know. We probably have an entire discussion on that. (laughs) That's the way I feel. I know that is not the case with every woman. I know it's not, but I have that. And I think, you know, we, I'm lucky. Like my husband's very supportive of my business. Um, Um, he might not understand it because he's not in the an entrepreneurial or online world at all. He might not get everything that I'm doing, but he, you know, offers his ear and he's like, "Oh, I think that's a great idea." <laughs> but he might not know. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's you need that family support. You need, you know, uh, support of other women entrepreneurs or mompreneurs around you um, that you can share ideas with, or just as a sanity check. Yeah. So absolutely. I think community is huge. Absolutely. Okay. Well, where can everybody find you? We did not get to get into too much discussion on actually uh, photography tips or any of those things. So I'm sure you have plenty of that available to people. Sure. Yes. Yeah. So my website is Miki Photo, M-I-K-I-F-O-T-O.com. And on there, I have a few fun opt-ins. One is about the six images every entrepreneur should have. And another one is um, it's an Instagram cheat sheet, which kind of explains the different stories that you can share on your Instagram feed. And we touched a little bit about that today. Um, and um, yeah, I'm in New Jersey, so I'm a localized business in terms of the one-to-one photography service. But um, I'm on Instagram, that's sort of my jam. I'm at, at Miki Photo NJ for New Jersey. So you can kind of see my daily adventures there. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. This was a really great conversation. I enjoyed speaking with you again. Yes, thank yes. you both so much. Yes. It was so fun to chit chat. Yes. <laughs> and I downloaded the six photos every entrepreneur. Like I'm on that list. So. Good, it was glad. really helpful though. Good. I'm glad. I know that could be a whole other conversation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll have to have you back just to dig into um, photography for entrepreneurs. <laughs> yeah, I would love that anytime. Awesome. Thank you. Have a good day.